buying a used car? Make sure previous owner isn't included. Transporter of Souls by Tammy Vreeland. Get it now at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Sometimes the dead don't rest. <laughs> and welcome back to another episode of Talk is Bast. Glad to have you guys back. I hope all of you guys are um, being safe and you guys are sort of uh, enjoying your time um, in quarantine. Hope you guys got some plenty of writing done, plenty of gaming done. Um, have been, you know, talking to your friends through Skype or any other means. Um, it's been a pretty interesting time here, um, but, you know, it's business as usual. I mean, still working um, here at home. Um, also working on the Sanguinary series. I've um, gotten a lot of writing done on book two this week. Um, been a pretty big surge. I've at least written one chapter a day, which is uh, pretty exciting when you think about it. This uh, episode today is going to be a little bit different than the episodes that we've been used, used to. Um, usually I have Alec with me or some other guest. Uh, today's just going to be me. And um, what I decided to do is give Alec a break. He's currently working on um, Sanguinary Song and making sure that all of the um, little pieces are in place. He's just giving another sweep through of grammar. Um, making sure I didn't miss anything, making sure my editors didn't miss anything. Um, and then um, we're going to put together the spine in the back, and then that's all she wrote. The book will finally be finished. And um, once this crisis is over, I can plan a date and release it. But that's not all. Of course, this week coming up, um, in just a few days, really, um, is the end of my 365-day challenge. It's Monday, March 30th. Um, thanks to Leap Year. Um, but yeah, it's coming to an end. Um, there's going to be a huge ce celebration. There's going to be plenty of live streams during that week, I'm sure. Um, there's also going to be giveaways. I'm going to be giving away exclusive audio. Um, and the way I think I'm going to be doing it is I'm going to be using um, the quiz format on Instagram. Uh, if you guys remember a while back, I posted questions and the winner of that um, quiz that I sent there after I tallied all the votes would get a special mention in book two of the Sanguinary series. And, of course, that winner was Cheyenne. Um, but, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. And I think the prize for this one is going to be um, audio for the top uh, five um, people who participate. And it will be an exclusive audio that only they are getting. It's not going to be something you're going to see on Alec Pangea's live reads. Uh, speaking of Alec Pangea's live reads, um, this past uh, Thursday, uh, he actually read uh, part of my introduction live and um, got a lot of positive feedback from it. I'm very thankful for the people that did comment and reach out to me. Um, if you didn't hear um, the live reading, fear not. Um, in this episode of Talk is Bass, I'm actually going to add that into the feature. So what we're going over here is a little bit of the 365-day challenge and then, of course, the Sanguinary series live reads, and it'll be live to you now.
What's going on, guys? This is Andrew Bass, and you're listening to Talk Is Bast. Are you an author, poet, artist, or gamer? Do you have something to promote? Would you like to reach online viewers completely free of charge? Alec Pangea's Drop a Line is a live stream for you. Drop a Line streams through Instagram Live featuring Alec and you. Come on Drop a Line for a casual live chat where you could spend up to 45 minutes promoting your book, game, website, company, and more. Drop a Line has already featured guests phoning in from countries overseas and viewership is growing day by day. Alex's dream is to network with as many talented artists as possible and see their shared following grow exponentially. Dropaline is committed to that goal, and you could be his next guest. Dropaline streams Thursdays at 9 p.m. on Instagram Live. To get in on Dropaline, follow him at Alec Pangea Author on Instagram to schedule your spot. Drop a line is a really awesome uh, promotional tool. Um, I've been on it several times. It's done wonders for my writing career. I know it's actually helped a lot of people um, with their own projects. So if you're looking for some way to promote your business, drop a line is the place for you. Good evening, everyone. Tonight, we are reading our first ever sneak peek at the Sanguinary Song. Andrew Bast's debut novel. Christina closed her text and opened her notes application. She wrote, October 24th, 2042, 11.35 p.m. In 10 minutes, I'll be 13. Daniela and her parents will be here in the morning. I'm excited to spend the whole day with them. I've been looking forward to this for weeks. I wish Daniela's family didn't have to move around so much. I've really missed her. Christina paused, looking towards the window. Natalie, Daniela's mom, was Christina's godmother. Both of their mothers had always been close, which led both of their daughters to be close friends as well. Even though her mother was an only child, Christina was raised to call them Aunt Natalie and Uncle Liam out of respect. The McNallys were practically a second family to her, even if she only got to see them every so often. Christina breathed deeply, closed her notes, and looked out the window. The branches bounced off the glass, the wind bending the branches into submission. She reached over her lamp on the dresser. She twisted the light switch carefully, but to her dismay, nothing happened. She rolled out of bed and touched her feet to the hardwood floor, the cold wood chilling her right, chilling her right through her socks. Christina then shuffled over to the light switch on her wall, flipping it on. Again, nothing. Great, she said. Christina took a deep breath and opened her bedroom door. Mom, Dad, power's out. Anyone going out to get the backup generator going? Christina peered down the dark hallway. Her eyes instinctively looked up towards the skylight that hung above the stairs. Lightning illuminated the hallway. Her parents' door was open, which was unlike them. No response, Christina thought and rolled her eyes. She opened her flashlight app on her phone to reveal the path before her. Maybe her parents had fallen asleep on the couch again. They had been working late and often settled down to watch a movie, only to have the movie watch them. 
Just to be sure, she tiptoed over to her parents' bedroom and peeked inside. The light shined on a bed made with the greatest of precision. Her parents were in the military, after all, and nobody made a bed like they did. Christina then made her way downstairs. As she made her descent, she could hear the boards moan and creak as she brought her weight down upon them. When she realized her parents might be sleeping downstairs, she slowed her pace to quell the noise. When she reached the living room, what she found was a chilling breeze and an open window, flapping in the ongoing storm. She tensed and shuddered. She picked up the pace now, attempting to close the window before the next breeze came through. Just as she reached the window, a heavy wind slammed the house. The window shade came off its racks and wrapped around her. A moment later, the wind steadied and then subsided. Christina grunted under the shade, throwing it to the ground. At the top of the mount where the shade was supposed to mount, the plastic bent, preventing her from fixing it. Christina closed the window and ran her fingers through her crimson hair, carefully crafting it into a ponytail with the hair tie on her wrist. She could feel the goosebumps forming on her shoulders and rubbed them until the warmth came back to her. It was at that moment that she felt that the floor was damp. She wasn't paying attention to the rain that had blown in from the storm soaking her socks as she went to shut it. Taking them off and throwing them into the corner, Christina got back to the task at hand. She shined a light over the living room. Both the sofa and the couch were empty. Where were her parents this late at night? She used the light to illuminate the puddle on the floor underneath her. She knew her mom would never forgive her if she left the mess. Christina turned towards the kitchen. Another cold breeze swept over her, as if a car had just rushed past her. She felt her hand loosen on her phone, and when she looked down, it was gone completely, along with the light that guided her through the house. Christina looked all around her in trepidation. If the phone was undamaged, its light would be on. She knelt down in the dark, frantically patting her hands on the cold wooden floor. Where is it? She thought, anxiety rising. She had so many things on that phone, more than she was willing to lose. Christina patted the floor all over the kitchen, finding nothing. Had it rolled all the way over to the living room sofa? Incredulous at the thought, she fixed her eyes on the living room. That was when her eyes locked on a dark figure. Dad? Christina called out, more startled than she should have been. That open window was getting to her. Dad, come on. If it's you, this isn't funny. Where's mom? Christina waited for a response, and still nothing had come. Why was he doing this? Mom would kill him if he let the floor get wet like that. Christina looked back at the figure, narrowing her eyes. She crept closer, trying to find her dad's face. Instead, she found a pair of glowing red eyes, cutting through the darkness and settling upon her. Christina stopped, her heart racing. She felt a knot in her throat, fighting to get the words out. Christina spoke. Who are you? She squeaked, her bravery deteriorating. Run, Christina told herself. Just turn around and run. She wanted to flee, but her feet felt nailed to the floor. Suddenly, the lightning flashed through the room, allowing her for a moment to see the blood-soaked smile of the figure sitting before her. As the darkness returned, all she could think about were the veins that bulged around his piercing red eyes. Christina felt herself lose balance, her mind in one place and her body attempting to make a break for the kitchen door. She couldn't keep her eyes off the figure as she hit the ground. She used her hands to propel herself backward, breaking free from the living room into the kitchen. The figure did not move. His eyes followed her as if he was stalking his prey. Suddenly, she felt a warm and wet feeling on her hands. Christina tried to backpedal but slipped on the drenched floor and rolled onto her belly. She heard a chuckle coming from behind her. She spun around and noticed that the figure's eyes had faded back into the darkness. If he was still there watching her, she was too far away to make out where he was now lurking.
Another gust of wind dashed beside her. The metal clang of an object fell onto the floor beside her. On her hands and knees once more, Christina reached around until she found a lighter. Christina fumbled around with the lighter, trying to get a firm grasp on the igniter. It had been forever since her dad showed her how. Christina carefully felt around for the flint wheel and rolled her thumb downwards, igniting a small spark. The darkness quickly consumed it. She tried again. This time, a small spark rang out of the lighter. Come on, she cried. Work! Christina's hand was trembling, almost dropping the lighter in front of her. She grabbed her wrist with her left hand and willed her shaking to stop. Her heart was pounding, her eyes searching around the room. Christina moved her thumb as fast as she could, hoping that the faster she rolled the wheel, the faster it would ignite. She had almost given up hope until a flame sprung out of the lighter, its amber glow shimmering off her face. She looked down at her hand and realized that they were covered not with water, but with blood. She wanted to scream, but no sound came to her lips. She went to wipe the blood on her shirt, but it was already all over her pajamas. Christina felt her eyes beginning to water. She fought back the tears as long as she could before she forced herself to look behind her. Slowly, Christina lowered the lighter. She kept her gaze away from the light as long as she could. She had to know what had happened to her family. There at her feet were her mother and father. They were piled on top of one another. Both were staring, eyes open, mouth gaping, at the ceiling. They were motionless, either fear or pain frozen on her face. She couldn't tell how they died. What she could see, however, were the letters DD carved into their foreheads and the initials surrounded by an inverted triangle. Christina dropped the lighter. The puddle of blood extinguished its flame. In pitch-black darkness once more, Christina shuffled backward until she felt herself back up to the kitchen cabinet. She looked around for the figure's eyes, out in a sea of darkness. Her right hand felt around for the top drawer above her, where her mother always kept the knives. If she was going to die, it was going to be with a fight. To her surprise, the lights came back on. There was a quick flash forcing Christina to cover her eyes, rubbing them woefully. Unable to see in front of her, she felt her legs push out from under her, sending Christina crashing onto her back. When she regained her sight, a man stood over her, a wide, bloody smile on his face. His eyes hungered for her, as his face once again became deformed. His eyes glowed bright red, and the veins in his face bulged from his skull. Christina tried to move, but with surprising speed, he was upon her. The man latched his massive hands onto her arms. She tried to wrestle free of his grasp, but the harder she fought, the tighter his grip became on her. He then tossed Christina with ease into the living room. She landed first on her right arm, her body twisting violently, and fell onto the living room table. The table was in pieces around her. Christina cried out in pain. She saw a piece of wood lodged in her leg. She also felt pressure on her right shoulder, and when she glanced over at it, she could see a little bulge in her skin where the pain originated. The man took his time. As he moved over to the helpless girl before him, he had a confident sway about him, as if everything he wanted was falling into place. The figure no longer smiled, his smile now replaced by a circular row of jagged teeth. His jaws stretched outward, with teeth pushed forward. The creature was drooling over his next meal. He was savoring every second of this. The fight was his the second she descended the stairs. The only thing Christina could not understand was why he was prolonging the end. Her attacker stopped abruptly, his head turning to the side. She could see him clearly now. Aside from his teeth and eyes, the creature before her looked human in his appearance. He wore a tattered and blood-stained t-shirt and jeans. He was pale 
and tall with thick brown hair stuck out of his scalp, curling on the top of his head. What are you waiting for? Christina shouted. There was no response from the man. What are you? The man refused to respond. He approached her slowly. Christina tried to move, but her body was sore and her spirit was broken. The man stood over her now, observing her closely, as he dropped to his knees on top of her. Please don't do this, she heard herself beg. Her back was hurting and she felt dizzy. Christina shook her head to keep herself awake. She could not fall asleep here. If she did, then she knew it would be all over. The creature examined his finger, as if trying to determine which one he would use on her first. His head shifted almost as if he were counting his fingers. The man stopped as his index finger stretched outward. The rest of his hand closed into a fist. The man's gaze then shifted back to her. Why are you doing this? Christina wailed. She didn't want to die here. She had to escape, but how? Still, the figure studied her, as if he had seen her before. Then, the creature finally broke his silence. You look just like her. His finger pointed towards Christina, a grin pressing his lips. Like who? Christina wondered. She did note that he had an accent. He sounded British. Her father used to mimic all sorts of accents when he used to read to her when he was younger. However, this one was real, and he carefully chose his words. The man said no more than what he meant to say. Christina felt the pain in her leg once more. She reached down to clench her leg, but brushed up against the piece of wood, dislodging it to the floor beside her. Like who? Christina responded, as if it would buy her more time. It does not matter, for any pain she feels now will soon be gone when it's over, he responded coldly. The man pressed his finger up against her forehead and traced his message as if making sure the placement was perfect. His eyes narrowed. He then pushed Christina forward, bending her backwards. Christina tried to fight him, but he was too strong. Christina then grasped the broken wood in her hand as the man drew back his hand. She used all the force she could muster as she plunged the jagged wood into his chest. The man froze. His hands reached down and felt the wood. He threw his head back and guffawed loudly like a hyena. She tried pulling herself out from under him, but he still had her pinned. The figure's gaze once again fell on her, his right arm now clasped firmly around her throat. Still, he laughed. Christina gasped for air, struggling as hard as she could. Her vision was beginning to blur. Specks of light flashed in her eyes. It would not be long now. Christina looked over to her parents in the next room. She wished she had a chance to say goodbye. Either her eyes were closed or rolling up into her skull. She couldn't tell. Think of mom and dad, she thought. It will be over soon. She thought of her mom's warm hugs and her dad's voice. He used to read her stories, and she always felt safe in that moment with him. That is where she wanted to be most, safe with them. Then she heard her father's voice, as clear as day. Not deep enough, he said. Christina wasn't sure if she was hallucinating or if she was gone. What was going on? How was she hearing him? But his voice only repeated, not deep enough. Her father's voice intensified, skipping faster. His words dug into her mind until she finally came to. Frantically now, she used her left hand to punch the wood further into her attacker. Her knuckles were sore and bleeding, but she had to push through. The man was no longer laughing. His grip loosened on her, allowing Christina to scramble for air. As she breathed in, the air touched her lungs. It was sore, but the fact that she could still feel meant she was still alive. For Christina Vega, life hasn't been normal. Her parents murdered, her life uprooted. 
A coven of witches have raised her ever since, raised her to hunt the nightmares. Athena's plot has been hatched to resurrect the Sanguinary, the very same creature that has haunted her since childhood. An army of deadly creatures will stop at nothing to see the Sanguinary return to life. Time is running out, and if Christina cannot stop the resurrection, millions may suffer the same fate as her parents. One thing is for certain, some will not survive the final verse of the Sanguinary Song. Sanguinary Song is my debut novel that is coming out in 2020. Well, that's it, guys. I hope you like the show. It's a short one, um, but I, re- I really like the idea of being able to sort of um, get my book out to you guys. Um, definitely when we did this recording, I wanted to uh, make sure I shared it with you guys over Talk is Bast. And, you know, there's so many mediums that we can share through my social media now. Um, but once the book comes out, maybe I'll do a little bit something like this going forward. Um, the next big thing coming up is Monday, um, and that's the end of my 365-day challenge. For a whole year, I have um, challenged myself to be more social, to be more active, um, to write every day, and I have written every day without writer's block. Um, If anything, I've gotten a little bit of a surge um, going on with the quarantine around, plus... um, sort of the hype behind the 365 day challenge. So as um as it comes to a close here, I just want to again thank everybody who's supported me. Um make sure you guys are catching my live stream. My 365 day live stream is scheduled for Monday, March 30th at 6 o'clock. I will be screen recording it and um uh, I know parts of it I can't put on talk as best because I do have a surprise for you that's going to be more of a visual thing where I won't talk, um, but uh, we'll get into that uh, when it comes to it. But I will be screen recording it, so I will be posting on social media. So if you um, can't get it on Talk is Best because of the nature of the stream, that's fine. It will be recorded and it will be posted on social media. Um, definitely make sure that you're following to me and subscribing to me at Andrew Bast. 24 on Instagram and um, Andrew Bast author or just Andrew Bast um, on Facebook. Uh, Those are my profiles and um, I hope to see you guys there. Thank you guys and good night. Talk is Bast is sponsored by One True Promotion. If you like what you see, subscribe to talk is best through the anchor app and while you're there check out our record a message function where you can actually record a message and get that broadcasted on the show